When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the latest Brighton Rock episode, covering the final match of what has been an incredibly long season. 350 days for the Albion, from the excellent kickoff. A magnificent win away at Watford to the magnificent win away at Burnley on Saturday. It's been a long, long time. Albion have played a mixture of fortunes. Uh, They've had to wait to play for a sizable amount of time. And when they restarted, they did enough to get over the line comfortably. So it came down to us, Peter and I, finally meeting up again in person for the first time in over four and a half months as we went back to our old stomping grounds, the Gladstone Arms, to chat about the game and much more besides. Here we go. How is it for you? It's <laughs> lovely. We're outside, as you might have gathered, from the uh, slight background noise, but it's, uh, it's really great. And Albion won yesterday. Yes, I know. It's brilliant. Winning at Burnley is great. Yeah. I mean, The only pity is we couldn't be there. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll review the game later, but I mean... I was when the fixtures came out, and we, especially when we started struggling a bit, I thought the worst case scenario here is getting relegated at Burnley. Jay Rodriguez scoring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which almost sort of happened. Yeah. Um, we didn't get the um, the problem of uh, the relegation. We didn't also we wouldn't have had the problem of being there because a I wouldn't have gone anyway to be honest. No, uh, nor would I. didn't have a choice. Um, but the fact is, it, nothing was riding on it, and to top it all off, we got the win as well. Good way to end the season, Pretty, yeah, as we started bad. it with a win. And three wins, three draws, three defeats since lockdown, and the three yeah. defeats were against the top three, so yeah. can't really argue with that. I mean, I must have, I was, as you should have heard, I was pretty pessimistic after we came back. I wasn't certain we'd do, you know, we'd, I wasn't convinced we'd survive, but yeah. they've done really well generally. I mean, they've, they've lost heavily to, or two of certainly the three, yeah. three, but other than that, they've done really well. Yeah, I mean, the teams that we've got beaten heavily by have beaten yeah. other teams heavily as well. Yeah. So, well, Manchester City to either lose or win 5 0. Yeah, they are on fire at the moment. They scored 102 goals in the season, not win the league. That's pretty impressive. Something mad, isn't Doesn't it? Doesn't say much for their defence. I think I mentioned it on the other podcast I did, but um, 
Chelsea have now conceded more goals than us after after Liverpool's five goal the other yeah. day, which is quite funny. Um, when I went solo, I, I hear you were threatening to quit the show. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I got my manager and my agent to try and uh, have some serious words, but we've now extended my contract with increased pay, so I'm uh, I'm reasonably happy after we get over it. Yeah, that's right. We had to extend the deal. Yeah, <laughs> I've now got a 17 year deal. Have you? <laughs> Did you not know about this? this no, is what, I know. This I is what my agent you, told me. You were speaking to. Anyway, here we are. We're outside. There is a bit of a ventilator noise. Hopefully you can hear us above it all. But we thought we'd just uh, we'd go al fresco today because it's just, um, well, it's kind of mild weather. It's not too bad. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just great to be outside in the, in the great outdoors, sort of. Um, <laughs> so, on to some news from this week then. Um, Premier League concluded. Uh, Pearson was sacked. So that's backfired badly, hasn't it? They weren't in relegation trouble when they sacked him. They were six points in relegation trouble when they appointed him um, they ended up relegated and they weren't even looking like favourites to avoid it going into that final game that went well didn't it great policy Watford got there what do you think it, it's been they've got away with it for years somehow because they mm. it's not the first time they have four managers in their seats in the Premier League as well um, yeah. but yeah it's, it's not only if they had Sam Allardyce to come in or something like that I could well not understand it but at least it would have been you've got someone who might be able to motivate them but they had two yeah. rookies who'd never managed in a game before in their life as far as I'm aware it's kind of basically former Barnet goalkeeper Graham Stack and Hayden Mullins who was a, obviously <laughs> a good friend of Adam Virgo and, and from that West Ham yeah. game over the years yeah, oh yeah. it makes absolutely no sense <laughs> yeah. I mean why would you bring in two guys who've absolutely no idea about managing and never done it before to, to two massive games like that it doesn't make any sense at all does it as you said they've got away with it much more than they ever should have done uh, because it generally just never works it's never yeah. a great idea um, there was a quote I think in the news this week that um, I think Bournemouth have had Eddie Howe's state probably he's gone down of course they, they went down yesterday um, they're probably going to keep him maybe maybe not we'll have to wait and I see I think it's down to him from the sound of it I think they want to yeah. keep him it's a matter yeah. of whether he wants to stay and I mean he's the second longest serving manager isn't he as we were discussing on one of the quizzes yeah. recently um, and you know he, they, he's been there they've had 11 managers at Watford in the time that, more, that Howe's been there with more probably to come. Yeah. You know, uh, well, there will be another one coming. Yeah, I mean, if, what manager to take that job next year, yeah. given the job expectancy time and that sort of thing, and yeah. unless you get yourself a really good, like, four year deal and then take, take the payoff when you're sacked yeah. after three months? I mean, I, I know it would be very local to it, but I think Hutton would rather still go for the Bristol City yeah, job I, if I, that's I still on offer. Better off at Bristol City. And Watford, for example, yeah. which is crazy. Well, I mean, it would be quite a big rebuilding job as well, because their defence, they were saying, was ageing at the start of the season. and Attack-wise, I can't see Saar staying, I can't see yeah. Pereira staying, I can't see Kikore staying, I um, can't Foster. see... Um, well, Foster's, so, Foster's about 102, isn't he? So, <laughs> uh, the other one I was going to say was uh, Delefeu as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dini might stay, because he might not get up at his age, might not get a better deal, but, yeah. but that's quite a big chunk of their attack yeah. taken out. Although there are rumblings, he might be uh, a little bit unhappy as well, who knows? Yeah. Well, one of the good things doing this outside is if we're prone to anybody that's inclined to drive around the neighbourhood on a motorbike and that's what's going on now oh, um, they wanted to get involved on the podcast all, yeah, all the fun of the fair so yeah so, so joining Norwich are Watford and Bournemouth um, essentially Bournemouth were screwed they had to win and rely on both the other teams to lose goal difference would have seen them up in that, in that scenario but although Bournemouth did get a win fair play to them 3-1 at Everton it wasn't to be not because Watford didn't do their thing and lose because they, they did they fought back but couldn't, couldn't pull anything off at Arsenal but they did because Villa escaped, didn't Oof. they? Ah, 
They got the draw. They were winning. It I, ended up as a draw. I see their fans were already lining up their, their transfer targets for this summer and talking yeah. about like Ake and people like that. Lalana yeah. apparently, because, it, because there's no way he'd want to sign for Brighton over Villa. <laughs> that really? sort of thing, apparently. Really? Yeah, lovely. So, you know, having Villa and Leeds in the same league again it's is going to be like, fun, isn't it? It's just, I really, I'd love it if those two and Palace went down next season. Yeah. In the words of Kevin Keegan, I would love, love it, it. Love it if they went down. <laughs> I mean, it's so annoying that they've wriggled free, isn't they, it? They fluked it. Match you know, yeah. today, they were saying how amazing their form has been. No, they fluked it. Arsenal were terrible against them and yeah. didn't turn up. Palace were dreadful against them, didn't yeah. turn up. Palace have been dreadful all, they, all they should have. They were quite lucky to... I mean, West Ham had some really good chances yesterday. Antonio had a mm. chance at 0-0, which he put away 99 times out of 100 recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Villa exactly. can't defend. There's no... Yeah. So, in a way, I mean... On the um, other hand, though, the other one I saw was Bournemouth. There was a stat on match today last night that they've conceded over 60 goals every season in Premier League. Yeah, that's right. The difference is this season, yeah. they've not scored the... Yeah, because they conceded more last year than this year, and they're nowhere near the relegation zone. But they, they've not had the combination of Fraser kind of hmm. downing tools and not really turning up, and yeah. Brooks' injury, which to be fair, they were unlucky with, yeah. and Callum Wilson not performing like he has done, yeah. probably because the supply line wasn't yeah. so good. That's yeah. meant that they've not scored the goals, and that's where they've always conceded goals. That's what this style of play is. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Speaking of Callum Wilson, do you reckon he might be an option? Raymond's Quite the expensive, gent mentioned him. Could I, be, I'd could say. Be. Yeah, yeah may, maybe. He's a decent player. There I think he'll see himself as better than us, probably. Maybe. He'd probably oh, he probably more see himself as a Everton <laughs> or West Ham or Leicester. So I know we finished above West Ham, but they're, they're regarded as being... Yeah, maybe. That's the thought, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a good, good option for us. I just, yeah, I don't see him. Yeah. Especially after the stick he's been receiving from our fans about his, uh, social, his uh, comment on Twitter last year. What after. was it again? I can't remember now. It was something about it was like Duncan Duffy were like lying on the floor after he scored in the five 0 and he was like something like about people sleeping or something like that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember now. And yeah. it's been picked up as with so many as with Jake Humphries and that sort of thing. People should not do things like that on social media because. <laughs> uh, uh, is it you or is it me or does this Hepcat taste especially great today? It does taste oh, very good. Lovely. Good luck, yeah. We've been having some of this at home in our respective abodes. But it's not quite the same as... On tap's uh, great, isn't it? Yeah, we, we had a cheeky top-up as well from the farmer. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, not complaining. <laughs> anyway, moving on with the Premier League then. So, other news. Well, Leicester crashed. They had a dreadful restart, haven't they? Um, our result looked good at the time. Nil-nil there. I'm wondering if it's actually one of our less impressive <laughs> results now because they've, they've lost most of or not lost or drawn or dropped points all over the shop that, that Bournemouth collapse cost them not oh, only the fact that they got beaten having been 4-1 having been 1-0 down but also the fact they lost Sinku as well yeah. who was obviously such a big player was, those two minutes at Bournemouth where they, they conceded two goals yeah. Schmeichel had an aberration and kicked it yeah. against Ndidi and then Sinku got sent off for kicking the that was just fuel to the fire wasn't it it was yeah. disastrous um and Sheffield United, I mean, they, they didn't have a very good restart either. Not quite as bad. It was a bit more hot and cold. They've had a couple of wins, haven't they? Yeah. But, yeah. but in the end... Is they stuff Spurs, I think they stuffed. Yeah, I think 3-0. And Chelsea was as well. The, but then, the yeah, they've lost to yeah. some pretty ordinary teams as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, speak, so, yeah, I mean, well, in the end, they only finished goal difference above Burnley, which is... Uh, <laughs> seeing as they had a pretty moderate season. I'm yeah. Not so, so basically, what you're saying is we, we're the reason that Sheffield United finished above Burnley. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the annoying bit, because Palace, we mentioned, they had a dreadful run. Uh, seven straight defeats, I think it was, prior to yesterday's draw, where they got an equaliser at home to Spurs. Partly what's annoying about that is also what's annoying about us not beating Newcastle. If we'd have beaten Newcastle, we would have finished above both Newcastle and Palace in 13th, yeah. which is £3.8 million more in, in the coffers. Would have been our level highest position, I think, in I think the top so. flight, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's the kudos of that, plus... 
the immense satisfaction of finishing yeah. above Palace. We'll have to wait till next year when the inevitability strikes. Yeah, I feel, given the way they're, they're looking at the moment, unless they replace Hodgson, I, I think it's coming. I'm yeah. hoping it's coming. Yeah. We've got a, you know, a kind of a, man, a young manager who can attract exciting young players and also players like Lallana. We've got a, you know, sensible wages and that sort of thing, not like throwing 100. They've got like four players of 100 grand a week, including a striker who scores like two goals a season. Isn't it? Yeah, like that. yeah. So... We'll see. That's not really a sensible wage structure long term. Yeah, but when you look at Sheffield United, you think, well, maybe they could drop a little bit. Burnley certainly could. I think they'll be fine as long as Dyche stays. Yeah, but Burnley knows? depends on Dyche. The, the, the big question with Dyche is what happens with him in terms of if he leaves, yeah. where does he go? Yeah. Because he's obviously got, or he's never shown a desire to play a more attractive brand of football, and that might be because Burnley are Burnley. Yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. they've got limited options, but. He needs to prove that he can get more attractive brand of football yeah. before he gets big jobs. I, I mean, said. I wonder if something like another team that could struggle shouldn't do with the squad and resources, but could do potentially is West Ham. Maybe if he went somewhere like that, you'd find out a bit more about whether Dyche has got. I think he'd be a better option for them than Moyes. I mean, Moyes, I'd, yeah. I find really weird they went for him again. If I was West Ham, I would prefer that option. Yeah. Um, with the caveat, obviously, that like them, I wouldn't want. You know, I, wouldn't I think have. West Brom will struggle, and I think whoever comes up from the playoffs will yeah. struggle. Ultimately, and I, I actually think Leeds will struggle for all their, their, yeah. their, their talk it's an and that sort squad of thing. They're you... relying on Bielsa massively. They've got Patrick Bamford as their main striker at the moment. Yeah, I mean it's an average, very average squad. Yeah. They aren't anything. They're special. nowhere near the squad that we went up with. Yeah. I would say in terms of quality, the thing is, a very weak championship this year. It's all about if Bielsa stays. If Bielsa stays, they've got a fighting chance. Yeah, because he. I love it. I, I, I mean, I don't like Leeds, but I love Bielsa. I think he's great. He's a maverick. He's a complete and utter nuthouse <laughs> manager. Um, in fact, there was, a, there was a documentary that's been on Sky this last week or two, Bielsa, El Loco and Leeds, it's called, um, which is really good. It's just a half-hour thing with adverts, so it's about 25 minutes. But it's, uh, it's a really good insight into, into him, interviews with Pochettino, Tim Vickery and, and the like, and, um, and Pep Guardiola, um, who have been influences. And um, I'd, I'd recommend checking that out. If he stays, they've got a chance. If he doesn't, I don't think I've got a hope, to be honest. But we'll wait and see. We'll find out. Um, other news, I think um, probably. Yeah, oh yes, we're going to order some drinks. I think we might have another. Should we have another Hepcat, Peter? We're, we're having the um, tantalising option of another beer bought for us here. This is great. <laughs> Thanks, Bean. That is uh, Peter's other half joining us. Um, anyway, yeah, I was going to say Kyle. Um, I think this may have been announced before the last podcast we did, but I neglected to mention it. Baron Kyle is going to leave us. Uh, along with Scalotto. Not, not the most surprising. Uh, not a surprise, no, but he did well for us, didn't he? He was good, tenacious I mean, he was midfielder. He first signing, wasn't he? Like, he was, he was like yeah. 300 grand, something like that, which is yeah. with an in- injury record that was you know, a, a real concern. And yeah. while he had a couple of injuries with us, he generally was pretty fit. And he, yeah, oh. I mean, value for money wise, he was a crucial part of the team that almost went up. Well, he was a key part of the team that stayed up the first season. Yeah. Crucial part of the team that, that went up, almost went up second season, played yep. a big part in our promotion, and then had some good games from the league as well. So, yeah, I think probably right. the championships his level, or yeah, I think so. He was, I, he was tenacious. He had a bite to his game, didn't he? Uh, he had a good range of passing, but I do think his passing at, yeah. at Premier League level was where he's maybe he made a bit out. slow in the Premier League yeah. as well. Although he's, he wouldn't be alone in our midfield. Obviously, had the injuries as well. But I, I do wonder him. whether he might be the first of a couple of our uh, hmm. promotions team to go this summer. Do I see Stevens written on your forehead Stevens, there? maybe Duffy, maybe yeah, Murray. Yeah. There's a few who, even yeah. March possibly, I mean, it's although I think probably March will stay because of the, the versatility he offers and yeah. 
we don't we can't get rid of everyone. It depends on so. the ambition and the finances and the yeah. level of opportunity. Yes, to... it's an interesting summer, isn't it? Whether whether they're going to push on and really kind of invest in like a striker and a couple of other players yeah. and get that, or if they're going to you know because of the, understandably if it, you know, mm. they're going to look to you because of the issues with finances after lockdown. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But good luck to him. I wish him well. He's he was a good servant of the club. Absolutely, I had the yeah. pleasure of meeting him once at an event as well, and. Uh, um, asked him if he wanted any more wine. I was at the table, forgetting, of course, that uh, probably wouldn't be in for the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, never mind. Uh, yes. Uh, but uh, anyway, there we go. Um, Balogun, of course, has already left. Um, it's been confirmed that he hasn't joined Wigan. He was on a temporary deal still with them, thankfully for him. So he's not tied to them in any way because they've gone into a bit of a mess, as we know. He's ended up going to Rangers. So we have now got Connor Goldson. And Liam Balogun as the, the golden duo in Rangers um, set up for next season. He's probably going to play um, uh, as a partnership. Thank you, cheers. Again, the food delivered. Ah, oh, lovely. Looking forward to these pies as well. We're in for a penny, in for a pound, aren't we here, Peter? Um, yeah, he's, I think he's going to probably figure from the start for them because they've had an injury to Katic, I think his name is, the guy that's... Um, Which is why they... Yeah, why they both they brought him in. Uh, but good luck to him as well. He was good. It just wasn't going to quite fit the bill for yeah, what he needed. He'll be remembered um, for one goal, won't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, his one goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, uh, the Palace game, of course. Ultimately, uh, it was a good, a good sort of filler, wasn't it, for us? And we uh, we respect him for his time with us as well. Um, in terms of uh, glowing references, apparently he gave. He got a really good glowing reference from us as well, which is good to hear. Um, so Stevie G, you know, it's the new, it's the new uh, Brighton second team, isn't it, really, Rangers? It's never, never thought I'd say that in the old days, when they were winning Sign nine in a row and we were down uh, we were down in the like, bottom division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of signings and inbounds, Adam Lalana. Um, it turns out there was meat on the bone with that rumour. Looks like he might be signing for us. It's as good as done. He's having a medical as we speak, apparently. So it's not as good as done. Yeah. <laughs> not quite, but nearly there. Um, <laughs> Fine, his legs dropped off, wasn't yeah. But a great signing, isn't it? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely one that... It's, you know, he's got great references to Liverpool fans. There's The fact that he's not going to the Liverpool team much in the last few years isn't down to injury, apparently. It's down to that Liverpool team. Yeah, so. yeah. And, I mean, he, he's 32. A three-year deal's reported... He's not apparently been injured in the last two no, years, contrary to people's uh, perception. Although he has had injuries before, he's just not been figuring. He's only played. Back Even in then, three he's, games. Played 15, he's played 15 Premier League games this season, apparently. For oh, is he? For the Wikipedia, I looked at for that. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So even then, he goes under the radar. But yeah, I think it's a good signing for us. Apparently, beaten the likes of Leicester and Everton to his signing. If that's the case, not you believe their fans though. Yeah, none of them more interested and. <laughs> But all good. That's all good. Um, so yeah, we'll hope we'll have some news, maybe breaking as we're recording. Who knows uh, about what's going on with that? Um, one of the bit statage from our friend of the show, Robin, he came up with, saying that we are now, due to Watford's relegation, the only current Premier League team to have been promoted into the division but never relegated from it. Um, I thought we'd better get that in. Yeah, before Brentford come up and they put the playoffs and ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was quite good going as well. Um, not too bad. Um, thoughts on that? Quite nice. Um, it is quite it's nice. It's up there with the pointless stats. Yeah. <laughs> but we are rising the ranks of teams that are not inverted commas. It's also asking to be relegated next yeah. season. Yeah, so that's not bad. And final point for part one, 
just Potter's comments this week. He's been talking about how it's been quite a tough season. He's found he's had a lot more toughness to him than he knew he, he had for sure. Um, he's had a lot of challenges. He's learnt a lot. And he said it's going to be interesting to get the balance right uh, going forward with the transfers and for next season's uh, squad allocations in respect of the balance between youth and seniors. Which and the line, I suppose, is a, a, a step towards that, to balance yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, I think the big thing will be, obviously White's going to come in, sounds like Walton will, will Malumbi come in, possibly? Yeah, I think he might do. Because, I mean, where does he go from Millwall, otherwise? Where does he, does he go to another championship mm. tie right at the top, or? Yeah. It's a tough one, you know, if he doesn't come in. Yeah, yeah. Where does he go from there? That's so, right. yeah, but I think it'll be interesting to see what he does this time. It could be a... Because people will now have seen the way Potter plays, they'll have seen the way we played early season, especially, and think, I could fit into this, I could do well. Yeah. And I think he's also shown, which I think is really encouraging, the fact that he can adapt yeah. post lockdown and be more be practical and that sort of thing. Whereas, with all due, as much as I liked Hewton, he had only really one way of playing, and that yeah. was kind of more defensive. Potter's shown he can be on the offensive and possession, but he can also play on the break and that sort of thing and, and defend properly as well. So. Yeah, that's it. And um, I think. All in all, it's been sort of pr- pretty solid, and I think we're getting players, younger players, in. It's also, I mean, I'm thinking of the, the equivalent of Lamptey. If there's another yeah. player like Lamptey that's thinking of joining us, they've seen what Lamptey's done yeah. in such a short period. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, and, and, and conversely, I think probably Lamptey saw what Elzarte and Connolly had done. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So it's all good. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of the first part of the pod, and uh, we'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to part two of the pod. In this bit, we had a slight bit of a technical difficulty with the first few seconds of part two. So just to explain, we started talking about the Burnley game and how happy I was that we've got two different scorers on the sheet. Uh, people that we want to see score aside from the main strikers. Uh, we'll pick up the conversation just a few seconds in. Here we go. It's just, yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And, uh... Even though, I mean, it was one of those, one of those games where two either could have gone either way after their, their defeat to Munich uh, by yeah. them. But, yeah, to then stuff them 3 0 was great. That's right, I think Phenomenal we all feared that they were going to have, yeah. have a backlash. Got a pretty good record against North London this season. This season. Yeah. yeah, did the double over Arsenal. Three points. I'm not going to lose that first as well. Yeah. yeah. So, all in all. But anyway, on, on Burnley, I agree with you. The, the players who scored were a really real positive. Hmm. That shot from Basuma was ridiculous. Great, it's it? a really well-worked corner routine as well. So, you know, lull Burnley in to make them think it, that we were going to give a ball away and then suddenly from nowhere hit that. Yeah, that, that was a brilliant bit of guile from uh, Basuma, feigning, feigning loss of control of, and possession. And then, oh, I'm just going to smack it, curl it to the top corner off the bottom of the bar. For anyone that hasn't seen, he, he basically had a little bit of dodgy touch. He sort of like did a, a tackle slash pass which went to Lamptey who couldn't control it. Burnley player cleared it straight back to Basuma. Basuma thought, oh, that's quite a nice gift. I think I might just crack that into the top corner with the goal I've been threatening to do and imagining doing over and over again in my head. And I've waited Every time I've one into <laughs> Rosette. Yeah. Finally, he's got it just right. Sweet strike, swirling. It was a swirling rocket, to go back to our... Uh, Expression from the other week. And I, I did like the fact that at the end of the game, Sean Dyche, as ever, was able to moan about referees. It's like, of course. <laughs> and, uh, I, it's an interesting one. There's a general view seems to be that probably Rodriguez, probably I thought live, he should have got a penalty. But I do wonder whether he went down a bit too easily after, possibly, in the end. I mean, he is a particularly poisonous person anyway, so I, I don't have much sympathy with him when he. 
go down in the area. No, it was, it was delightful to see his dog roll down. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah, and he was moaning about that, but then that was clearly offside, and he said to like Brian when he got it, but then the guy shouldn't have been blocking Ryan then. It's yeah, like, I mean, it was it was said on one of the Zoom chats we had after the game that essentially, if their player hadn't have engaged Ryan in physical contact, um, then maybe the goal gets given because yeah. then he's not interfering with play. But if he's interfering with Goldie, who is the one and only line of defence from that point on... Yeah. I actually thought it was a foul. It wasn't just offside, personally. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they gave offside, they gave but I thought it was a foul. Yeah. Rather than I, I think so. That's certainly arguable, anyway. Um, I'd have sent him off. So that would have been two all, wouldn't it, at the time? So, just to go back into order, so presumably we've got the first goal. Um, our good old friend Chris Wood. Yeah, a, a very Chris. rare mistake from Lewis Dunk. I mean, it's it so was. unusual. And it really was his yeah. mistake, wasn't it, actually? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could argue that Bird should have got across a bit quicker. and But, yeah, I mean, it's 95%. You look casual yeah. to me, Dunk, in that one. Yeah. Uh, well, if, he had, if he'd been moved forward up everyone else, then it would, would have been miles offside. But it's only because he basically played him on and then didn't keep him, let him go behind him. They kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was well taken by Wood. He always plays scores against us. Yeah, it does, doesn't he? He's actually undoing most of the good that he did in his loan spell <laughs> by always scoring against us. He's probably scored against us more than he's scored yeah. for us now. It's pretty he? much equal, isn't he? He's got, he got a few goals for us, didn't he? But yeah, he's probably up there now. Yeah, which is disappointing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a rare mistake from Dunk. I think we can forgive him that. Oh, it's yeah. It's not going to affect my. On, on the other side of Basuma making the scoring his goal on the game is irrelevant. If Dunk's going to make a mistake, I'd rather he did it in a game that's irrelevant largely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I mean, it's, that, that should never detract from his season. He's been exceptional this season, and I, as we said the other day, I would give him player of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hands down for me. It's yeah. probably Dunk. There seems to be a growing trend for Mope from a few people, I think, but. I mean, I think he deserves a mention, but yeah, I think Dunk is... Mm. It'll be a travesty if Dunk doesn't get it. He's, he's been so close a number of times. True. And, yeah. yeah, he deserves it, hands down. Though. I mean, um, ten goals in his first season, though, for Morpé is not bad, is no, it? No, so, yes, a good record. I think he may well come second. Yeah. yeah. Um, Decent. But, yeah, so so we went ahead through the Suma. Wood got the goal. Good finish. I mean, he took the goal well. Very good. Yeah, once... Well, I mean, it's a lot of strikers we've seen over the years would have not controlled that or, yeah. or put it wide or something like that. But, yeah, he... Once he got it, he did really well, but yeah. he should not have got the chance to yeah, get in behind the defenders. he just defense. got in between the defenders, yeah. slightly ahead of them, and that was disappointing. But then what happened in the second half was that Conley scored what, for me, was a much more refined, detailed, and impressive version of Wood's goal. He was uh, from a danger on the same side of the fields. Um, I thought the defence was slow in getting back, to be fair. One of them was five yards behind the pace. He was taken out of it by the pass. Um, the guy nearer to Con- Conley... Um, well, he, he, uh, he couldn't get to him. He basically stole the march on him, got in ahead, um, and he just needed to show a little bit of physicality to fend him off. I thought it was a bit half-hearted from the Burnley defender. Cut inside and placed it, well, equally well as would, yeah. but from a slightly more detailed angle, acute angle even, you could say. Um, in the one spot probably Pope couldn't get to. Yeah, yeah. Where it was um, going, obviously. And I thought that was a really good goal. I it was. I mean, it didn't seem like anything was on. I thought Malpe, first of all, I thought the ball was going out of play, which match today then showed it hadn't done. Hmm. But I did wonder about it at the time. Um, and then it was just poked forward by Malpe, and it wasn't really anything on. The defender looked like he was going to get back and cover it. Yeah. And, yeah, from nowhere, Connolly outpaced him. Yeah. I, go, I agree, defending was poor, but you still got to... You can still... It'll give Conley a real boost into the season because obviously he's had a bit of a run without scoring and yeah. um, since Tottenham. So hopefully that will give him a real boost and force into the season. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to see from that game was um, possibly a couple of different appearances maybe, but was mainly to see if we score goals to see 
different players score them. Mm. And I was delighted Basuba's got off the mark, and I was delighted that Connolly has finally got that next yeah. goal again. Um, and it strikes me that those are the kind of goals he thrives on. Being able to get in behind the defence, run at them with an angle maybe, cut inside, yeah. bury it in the bottom corner. He and I think if, if we can sign a striker next in the summer, having him off the bench actually might do him good because he'll be playing against tiring defenders and he'll, yeah. be, he'll be able to like, chase them down a lot more easily and they'll be, you know, while they might still be more physical, mm. he'll, he'll be more you know, able to actually outpace them. Yeah, I can see him getting into that as a... Well, specialism for next season. Initially, and then hopefully longer term being obviously a, a first choice. But Yeah, but definitely I, th- I think that's going to help his confidence. I think the problem this season, in a way, because of our options and because of Potter's un- inc- not inclination to try Murray, we've relied too much on Connolly at two younger age. Not that he's not good enough, but just that he's been relied on too much. He's been second striker behind someone who's played their first season in the Premier League as well. When actually, he probably, if he'd been third choice, he'd probably done better because yeah. he'd have had less pressure and less let's focus on him and he'd had less games maybe as well and yeah. to, you know, more often coming off the bench maybe when he you know, when, so I, I, I think yeah he's maybe been too much on him at too our age but he's done really well yeah. considering them absolutely well they, they had a little bit more possession but apart from that the stats looked pretty good um, what was your impression of the game because it felt like a good game if you look at the stats I'll be honest it was far better than I thought it was yeah I, mean, I, I, I thought, thought it was going to be sorry a down game yeah I, thought, I kind of thought 0-0 or 1-0 um, not much happening. Both defences cancelling. There was a, the opponent out, but yeah, it was it was actually quite an entertaining match, and it was end to end. Burnley put us under pressure late on, yeah. both halves, and you know, we, I thought we you know one nil. We actually looked like we were going to get second, and Melba hit the bar, yeah. and we had other chances as well. And Burnley, um, Burnley had a really good chance where he just hit straight at the keeper, yeah. which either side probably would have gone in or certainly extended Pope more. That was a bit of a gutter that one. But Burnley were Burnley. I mean, they yeah. they played a good Burnley game. And we, we came out on top against them. Luckily, they didn't have their other ex-Albion striker, who would have also scored, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they did have players out, didn't they? Ben Mee was out, mm. as well as Barnes and a few others. Well, then we had Duffy out with his four teeth coming out or something like that. Yes, he had Everyone assumed that uh, he was basically going to be sold, and apparently he's been like emergency dental work. Yeah, he's had four teeth out, and his gums were sliced, according to... Quite you wonder what paper is. Yeah. What's going on there? Either they're really trying to cover the tracks in being sold, or, or hell, more likely he's actually had that. That's a hell of an elaborate story, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Which is why I was kind of inclined to believe it, rather than, oh, he's got a mild injury, where you think, oh, he might be like on the verge of selling, selling it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you talk about someone having four teeth out and they've, gum, and they've been yeah. Yeah, gum slashed, it's kind of like, probably don't talk about that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely was more entertaining than I thought it would be. I mean, there were... We had 15 shots to their 13, we had four on target to their two, seven quarters to six, and 11 fouls each. Even in our worst times, though, we're having a lot more shots than last season. That's definitely yeah. one of the things that's been up from, from yeah, this time last year. I think it was a stat match a decade ago, that may have changed since the City Liverpool, where we had more shots than the opponents per game. Morpay hit the bar in this game with a header, too, yeah. as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, and, and Connolly then would have probably scored from an overhead kick had it not been deflected. The referee missed that, and, and another corner was a pretty clear corner as well. Yeah. When Lamptey went down the box, and everyone thought he was calling a penalty, but actually he was asking for a corner. Yeah, yeah, so. But I mean, yeah, I don't understand how Connolly's, I think, overhead kick was actually going in and then it kind of flicked off their player after the rebound off the, um, off the bar. Yeah, of course, that's reminded me as well that there was another moment where Birdie really should have scored, and Stevens, with his brilliantly intuitive, yeah. or is that, had no idea what was going on, header. <laughs> 
in deflection um, a point blank range someone was going to nod it there was also across. one where Dunk threw himself in front of the ball yeah, that was when, a good block. when he looked like the guy was destined to like, guarantee the score it came off his trailing yeah exactly he's, he's, he's gone past it and Ryan had yeah. gone past it so he'd have gone in, gone in I've and yeah it's like back to leg kind of caught Dunk, Dunk does that though doesn't he he leaves his foot trailing on a horizontal worked ball. really well yesterday yeah, yeah. but yeah so, that, was, that was definitely going in because it, it had already beaten Ryan as yeah. well because Ryan had gone the other way so yeah, we, it was a little bit last ditch at times, but we also had a lot of chances as well. So it's, hmm. I, I think overall we probably just about deserved the win. I think. I think so. Yeah, and it's a good way to end the season, as I said. Moves us up one position, got us two million quid, whatever extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, it's a shame we couldn't have finished. Last week, sorted out in two weeks. <laughs> well, yes, you could say that, or you could say all those youth acquisitions we've just made are all covered by. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I realise Lana's not actually on a million pounds a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can find out some more information on Lalana. see if he's passed that medical later on, as we'd recall. He's actually having it in the pub, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting over there. Um, he's having a pie while also kind of having medical. <laughs> uh, so, any other thoughts about the game in particular, the Burnley match? Um, I, just, I think there were some good performances. Webster, again, played well. I think he's been brilliant since lockdown ended. Um, and we kind of played a little. I think we showed a bit adapt, adapt, we adapted quite well, really, because I mean I think at times we were playing three at the back with Burn as centre back, um, with March on the wing as a wing back, and at times we were playing four at the back with Burn moving to left back and yeah. getting forward. And it kind of showed that we can adapt. And I wonder if that's going to be the way we're going to be next season. We'll play three at the back sometimes. And yeah. I do think with Webster and White and Dunn, we we'll, might be looking at that yeah. potentially, especially now we've got well, one side lab to the ideal for right wing back. Hmm. Sky. That's that's my other thought actually. Lamptey was superb. He had absolutely yeah. beating of them on that side every time. Two of them against him. He just put it past them. He's so quick. I get the impression he's, he's maybe going to come up against it with the big teams. He's one of those. Yeah. But he's going to really thrive. And he's a lot stronger than he looks. Yeah. He's, he's like he's really yeah. small and diminutive. And yeah, maybe don't put it up in the air against um, Tarkowski. I think it was one point yesterday. Yeah. We got against the air. It's like don't do that. Yeah. But he yeah he. For pace, he's so quick. He's all those middling teams, struggling teams. He's going to be yeah. a really telling. And at least if you're playing straight at the back, you've got cover from him a, a, a bit when he's playing bigger teams. Yeah. The frightening thing is he's 19. He costs three million quid. Yeah. I mean that is just it's a start. If, if that's the first sign of what you know Dan Ashworth is really about and what the sort of players he might get in because yeah. he's at the club and yeah. Alana potentially for the time of it's number two. Yeah. Then I you know he's. Starting to really show what he can do. And by all accounts, Lalana is very much an Ashworth yeah. project. So, you know, if that does go ahead, it's looking good. We're starting to see what it really means. Yeah. Lanty, a couple of things about him. Firstly, I've noticed, well, actually, two things. Uh, two trademarks of Lanty. One, getting hit in the face quite early in the game. He kept that one going. And the second one is getting an opponent booked in the first few minutes of the game. He did that one again. Yeah. That's going to be um, an asset, actually. The second game, not the first minute. Uh, <laughs> getting hit in the face. <laughs> the second bit you probably would want to avoid if you can, but the second bit, um, getting players booked, that's going to have some value. Yeah, I think, it, I think it, people just can't deal with his pace, so they know if he gets away, yeah. so they have to just trip him instead of... Yeah, that's the one thing people are fear, are fear of, isn't it? And that's, he's the, the only player since Izquierda, probably, that we've had in the Premier League that's had actual, real Premier League pace. Not like, you know, a championship's very different, that sort of thing, but actual pace at Premier League level that challenges people. What, what do you mean about Pascal Gross and Glenn Murray? Are you saying they haven't got the pace? <laughs> They've got pace, just not a lot of it. 
Okay, well, that, that was a get out, so I'm going to I'll copy them into the uh, into the uh, feed when we uh, link this uh, podcast <laughs> later on. I, I think even they would admit they've not got the pace of uh, yeah, that so, yeah. <laughs> Um I mentioned a hundred meter sprint between the three might not be that. Uh... Yeah, we could probably sit back and relax for a while, can we? Make ourselves a tea and wait for the uh, for the outcome. Um, well, it was a record. It was already a record of six undefeated in the top flight away from home. That's now seven. Um, not bad, not bad. I think, well, depending on... I remember we started at West Ham where we were, we were out of it completely. Yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of it. And yeah, we, we, the very first one of those that we could have come unstuck. Really should have done, probably. 3-1 yeah. down. Speaking of well, Murray, of course... We, we, we frankly should have been 3-1 down. I mean, West Ham were dreadful that day. We, we, there was two massive deflections hmm. and a really crap goal that we fell asleep at. We would should have won that game, really. Would you say that's one of the defining moments of the season, though, coming back from that match in terms of fighting? I, I think maybe the defining moment might be the two draws either side of Palace. I know we lost to Palace, but drawing at Sheffield United, having been one down early on, and then Wolves as well, yeah. maybe the defining moments because they were the ones that kind of like led on to, to lockdown and gave us that extra point difference. to, to And then I think also Arsenal home is the other one. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's interesting you said that because both Arsenal, which you just mentioned, and the Sheffield United game, were flagged up by Potter as key moments this season. Particularly Sheffield United, he isolated that as a particular well, point they, of they, reference. They, they because he said it, we, won, we, we got the, the draw ugly. Um, it was a case of grinding it out. We didn't play particularly well, but it showed we could get points a different yeah. way. And that seemed to be of value to him. Yeah, and I think it, it showed, I mean, he's done that recently around. I mean, none of the games have been amazing, I don't think, since lockdown. I think Leicester are our best performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've not been amazing, but we've, we've you know, or Liverpool home, arguably, actually, for our best performance after the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but we've, you know, we've dug in there and we've fought, and Potter's shown he can change his way of playing, whereas Putin, for all the fact he changed tactics from 4-4-1-1 to 4-3-3 and that sort of thing, never, his, his style of play never really changed. Hmm. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting going forward. I mean, we mentioned earlier on in the pod that Ray uh, Potter is learning all the time. He's looking at his options for next season. There's so many different things to juggle and decide on. Isn't I think it will be quite an attractive prospect to certain players this yeah. summer as well. Yeah. With Potter there and with the way we've been playing, and obviously Ashworth's quite a big, you know, but all the fact that people maybe don't know him that well outside of you know the FA and that sort of thing, he's quite well known in football, I think. So, so do we have Brighton DNA coursing through our veins now? <laughs> I'm hoping we'll get back to start the season. We'll get back to a similar sort of threat at back that we had start the last season and a similar sort of style of play. But maybe with a bit more cutting edge up front. Because you said we, we, we looked good but didn't get the results we deserved. Yeah, I, I thought we played, played our best yeah. football the first 10 games of the season, arguably, or first 12 games of the season, but didn't necessarily get the, you know, games like maybe Palace later on, but certainly games like Newcastle and Burnley, we yeah. dominated. Absolutely, you know, West Ham home, we were all over them, they had one chance and scored. Southampton, although yeah. that was Andoni's fault, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, even Villa away, we were one up and absolutely all over them, and mm. should have got a second. Conley had a good chance to get second. And, and then, yeah, what was frankly... I mean, I look at games like yesterday, I think a Burnley player booted the ball all the way up the wrong end of the pitch to, to walk away from him and didn't get a booking yesterday. And yet Moy got a booking for a Villa for kicking the ball about two yards away. You should have mentioned that before. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's one of my bugbears. So so, referee's inconsistency is definitely one of my bugbears. Yeah, it's yeah. like... How on earth can you book for that? But it's basically he flicked it a little bit away to the dugout, and the dugout was like the Dean Smith and Co. went up in arms. Yeah. I noticed, speaking of referees, Keith Stroud, another one of our yeah. old friends, 
had an absolute mare in the playoff yesterday. I mean, um, I haven't seen the actual tackle live, but I've seen the clips of it, and I don't understand how that could possibly be a red card from the, yeah. the stills. I don't it. think it was a free kick. No. And he, he got red carded, uh, winning the ball. I mean, it's not as if he's being biased, because he then gave away, or didn't give a blatant penalty to Swansea. So... He's just, he's just it's universally just incompetent. <laughs> he's just yeah. Yes, yeah. But there we go. And people um, wonder why VAR's brought in. You know, it's kind of like, it's the incompetence of referees like that. That's, I mean, Keith Stroud's been terrible for years. I remember when we were in the Championship yeah. and he was like, refereeing us and he's been... I don't think I've ever seen a good game of his. My wife um, raises the issue. She, she's convinced there's things going on towards behind the scenes. I said, yeah, you can't really say that, but... You do wonder sometimes for some refs, I have to say, but let's not cast aspersions. Well, let's I mean, Aston Villa are basically staying up because they forgot to turn on the goal yeah. position system. Yeah, we, we did say effect. that will probably come back to Holland. It has. Yeah. Well, not them, they, the, they, the other teams. Yeah, Aston yeah. Villa have stayed up ahead of Bournemouth because hmm. someone, some idiot forgot to turn on the goal position system. And let's be under no illusions, if we're Bournemouth fans or Watford fans... We're screaming about that right now. Maybe not so much Watford, because well, no, they, they would have gone down anyway. But yeah, Bournemouth fans, they've got every right to be angry, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've struggled. They got themselves into a fix, and they can say there were too many small margins came into play because they didn't do well enough. Anybody can when they get relegated. But ultimately, one individual decision there, which is outrageously worse than and the other. Have, and should have been overruled by VAR anyway. Yeah, yeah. VAR should have looked at it and gone... The guy was basically behind, the ball was basically behind the post, exactly, which is the line. Yeah. It's not like it was like in the middle and he couldn't quite tell mm. without the goal position system. It was literally behind the post. You could see it, in the, the, their eye could see it. The referee, maybe from his angle, couldn't... I can't the referee not seeing it, could. but VAR should have stopped it and said, yeah, what's going on? You can well, tell. Uh, the, to be honest, the, v, the decision system and the VAR, I, I think basically lines and just don't bother anymore. Yeah. I wonder what the, I, I do wonder what their purpose is. Yeah. As you've seen from my comment about the Arsenal of the style goal yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah. it's like because if you do on a serious, I mean, I've said it before a lot of times on here, but I mean, if you don't put your flag up because you think VAR will deal with it, but then a corner's given, something like that, and then you score from a corner, that's not going to do any good to the team who concedes a goal. Yeah, and, and from the side they were on, the, the referee's assistant, as they like to call them, the linesman. Lineswoman um, is down on that side, near side to where the ball had gone over the line. Yeah. They should be able to see that. I've always been erring on the side of caution and criticising lines lines people um, when it comes to decisions Life on the side. Because when I watch games, I always get the offside wrong. I think it's offside, it's not, or vice versa. Because it's the trick of the eye, the yeah. time the, the time lapse, perception, whatever, and you don't quite read it as it truly is. But I've, in my Sunday league capacity as a Sunday league manager, I've had to run the line a couple of times as a temporary measure. And it's actually a bit easier to read than I thought it would from close in, yeah. from that, that... They just don't give anything that they really... So I think it, they should be able to see that. Well, things like David Luiz winning his last one was so blatant, he was like, my last side. Again, why haven't you mentioned this before, Peter? <laughs> David Luiz and Arsenal. I've never heard this. That's what really another thing that another thing that annoys me. I'm, I'm like building up on this. It it's going to be Leeds, isn't it? He's no, no, it's not Leeds for <laughs> once. Leeds annoy me a lot. But I was going to say the fact that if other teams say, like, "Oh, right at the top of the VAR decisions," but it's like one of them is like uh, David Luiz being a mile offside, for example. It's like, yeah, and Sheffield United being a mile offside. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one like, thing saying top of the VAR decision. Yeah, another one saying top like, of the controversial yeah, VAR decision. It's currently with a controversial, but other than that, 
I don't think any of them, in fact, anything, we've been very unlucky with the offside against West Ham and against Bournemouth, for example, mm. when it's been like a kind of yeah. mini millimetre offside. It's been the opposite of the problem yeah. last year, where we could have done with VAR, and we had an unfair share of decisions yeah. based on the fact that people didn't but, have risk. But I don't regard, you know, if people are saying, oh, well, you know, that you get decisions on VAR, it's like, well, I don't regard when someone's like five yards offside and the linesman fails to give it, it's not a benefit of VAR. It should be like, the linesman would have given it last year, yeah. but because they decide that they can't be asked anymore because of VAR, they don't do my job anymore. Mm. Ridiculous. But now anyway, Leeds, yeah, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Leeds, who knows? Who knows what I've just heard they're signing like Messi and Ronaldo out front next year. I would have thought so, yeah. yeah. They have actually already signed a goalie. I uh, can't remember his name. Me- Messier or Messier. Yeah, so yeah. So they're getting in there early, to be, to be fair to them. We'll see how they do. I imagine they'll be in for Ryan soon, because I mean, he'd want to move, wouldn't he? Well, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Biggest club in the world. Uh, Champions of Europe. <laughs> um, a couple of quick questions for you, Peter. Uh, speaking of trophy celebrations, what did you think of Liverpool's trophy ceremony, and what did you think of Leeds' trophy ceremony? They all um, passed off without any hassle. Yeah, they? I haven't seen anything about much about Liverpool's so that's too much. I've seen a little bits, but I think they did the best yeah. of that scenario. Really, they Whereas made it like, look as good yeah, as Yeah, Leeds. I don't think behaved that well, surprisingly. Yeah, well, they hadn't had celebrated already, had they? About a hundred times. So, you know, why not gather again? Um, I mean, you'd have thought really that such a big club would would find it quite offensive to want to celebrate such a small trophy. <laughs> Football league trophy. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, who cares? I mean, surely they, you know, it's only when they rightfully get their Champions of Europe yeah. trophy in two years' time that they really should think about celebrating. True, true. Or Mo- Champions of the World in three years' time. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, <laughs> are you getting used to Lawrenson's head shape and his uh, haircut yet? It's all a bit weird, isn't it? Something looks very odd about Mark Lawrenson now. Bless him, he's still not predicting we're going to win, though. Well, I, I hope think he had us down to 23 points this week or something like that. Yeah, which would have been impressive even by Norwich standards. I'm, I'm glad he keeps predicting that because the longer he does it, the better. Yeah. And who's, you know, the other big question is who's going to be next season's Jay Humphreys after uh, this rather unfortunate tweet at the end of last season? Poor Jake has, has really borne the brunt of that tweet, hasn't he? Forevermore. I mean, Norwich are just. Uh, they spent no money in the summer. They, yeah. Yeah, they kind of. I, I think they're probably trying to save money and they're trying to like, be sensible, but to spend seven, I think seven fifty k was their next spend on Sam Byram, who's a pretty ordinary yeah. right back. To be fair, the, the, the owners know that as well, don't they? And they've said they sent them off to war without guns. I think it was Stuart Webber's quote or something like that. Um, and and I really, they've already signed two players in the Championship next season. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, if I was an Orange fan, I don't know how I'd feel. You'd feel like there's maybe a bit of a missed opportunity there, but yeah, ultimately I'm not sure I want to give up a whole season immediately. Yeah, you kind of like basically kind of I know they beat Manchester Leicester at home and that sort of thing, but they basically just given up a. It's a sensible business plan, but if you look at next season, let's say they're coming up against Brentford, if Brentford miss out on the playoffs and Brentford have lost some of their players, then you've got Watford. Who knows what's going on with them? You've got um, Bournemouth. clubs like Bournemouth who are going to be in financial problems. Yes, the interesting thing is how Derby, many of Wednesday, Norwich can keep hold of. Because obviously they are in financial problems. That's the point. I mean, they've, they've not mm. got a great. That's why they've not spent much. I think they're trying to like balance their balance their books. Mm. It's interesting to see of how many. I mean, I would say any number of Krull, Lewis, um, Godfrey, uh, Aaron's, Gwendia, Puki, yeah. and uh, Kentwell could go. Yeah. And so, it's a matter of how many of those stay, I suppose. If someone played them all to stay for one more season, I reckon they'd probably win the league again. But then, if they didn't, go down again, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's a good squad to go back up. If you, if the manager can keep the psychology right, which I think he can, 
Yeah, they could go up if they can keep them together. Yeah. But I think two or three of those are getting plundered, aren't they? Yeah. Well, as, 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 with Bournemouth, will go, as with Bournemouth, Campbell as well, I mean, Ake's already lived with City and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name, um, Wilson will go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Both will. Fraser's already gone. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but... Yeah, shame for Norwich. Decent club, decent fans. On yeah, the I, I like Norwich. It's a good place. Good. Yeah, I've got friends who support Norwich, and, and we're supposed I, to have gone there, weren't we, this season? I would. I would much rather they stayed up than than Villa. Certainly. Do you think Villa are odds on apart from the new t- signs coming up? Are Villa the next? The, the I don't know. It depends. Rich? I think a lot depends on what happens to their manager. Mm. Smith, I think, is out of his depth. He's not a good manager at this level. Mm. But I've heard rumours they're talking about replacing him. If they replace him with a good manager. Then and get some spend on what I've heard, like 100 million quid or whatever, then hmm. they probably would improve, to be honest, because, yeah. I mean, but I, yeah, they've got some massive overrated players. I mean, Ming is the most overrated defender in Premier League, yeah, yeah. in my view. I mean, the, how on earth he gets in the England team ahead of Dunk is just beyond me. Only well, Southgate will know how that happens. Well, I think you're going to relish both of the next things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to relish one of them and dread the other. Uh, the other being the quiz, which is going to be part three. I'm finally getting subjected myself to the quiz, courtesy of Peter. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, not written by yourself. <laughs> not written by myself at all. I have no idea what he's talking about in terms of his quiz questions. I'm expecting to be, uh, well, routinely humiliated. We'll see what happens. The other bit, though, I think we can both relish, is um, the, um, well, the cliche of the week. So, well, can I just start by saying Paul Merson... My favourite pundit, what a great guy. He was one of a number of people. Danny Mills was another one who was also an excellent pundit. And I do say that very, very tongue-in-cheek. Um, he, he, well, he was the one saying that the Leeds should actually go to Liverpool when, when, um, yeah. when we sell white to them and tell them to give us something. Exactly, exactly. They, along with a lot of others, came out with a cliché, which I'm going to quote in a minute, which relates to the album. Uh, it's to do with last season, sacking Chris Hewton. Uh, bringing in Graham Potter, a rookie by Premier League standards. Can you guess what cliche of the week is this week? Uh, ambitions above their status sort of thing. You're on the right tracks. It's be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I know it's not just a football cliche, but it's becoming one very rapidly. Um, loads of people said that. Uh, people in my Sunday football team have said, oh, you know, you'll probably go down now. In fact, I need to get in touch with a couple of people after this podcast. That's just reminded me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we, them. We, we've done we've done all right, haven't we, really? I think, I think, both, I think both of you and I are both reasonably, you know, not in, in particularly in favour of sacking managers. I think, I think we said last yeah. year, I think the difference was at that time was that keeping hold of Chris Hewton was bigger risk than letting go. Yeah. And that was where it became... Uh, and I think that's what Blue made his, um, his decision based on, yeah. that line of thinking. I mean, look how long he's had Pat Pogheffia. There's no question he doesn't want it. He doesn't like kind of, you know, kind of sacking managers, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I thought at that point that he'd, he'd gone too far. Hmm. Yeah. And, well, um, yeah, he, he, he lacked... We lacked a plan B or any sort of... Any sort of entertainment and... Yeah, I mean to be honest, the second half of last season was a drag. Hmm. Going to games oh, was not something we look forward to. Yeah. Sorry, so, winning at Palace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was good. And let's let's be honest, there'll always be moments like that, won't there? Um, but I do think, all in all, it's been a successful transition. That's what we're aiming for this season. Well, the key the key things for Potter were to bring some young players through, which he's done. Hmm. To improve our our placing and our points from last season, he's done. And to make the 
the team easier on the iron generally, although there's been games that we've dug in and that sort of thing. He's done that. So, I mean, I'd say there were three aims this season, and he's achieved all three of them. So, you can't do better than that. Yeah, and, and he appreciates it's a difficult challenge. Yeah. He's, he's learnt a lot, as he said. I think he's done a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can see that both his parents, I think, have died this season as well. I mean, he's been through... Yeah, yeah, that's like, not been mentioned much, a, actually, by us. Such a, you know, in terms of personal life, such a yeah. horrific year. And I think he was out training and talking to the transfer window targets the day after his, one of his parents died. Yeah. Like, he's, he's been through such a lot this season I as well. think that's underrepresented by us yeah. as well, to be fair. Um, it really has gone under the radar because he's not made a fuss about it. And, no. You know, it's but, I mean, so the, the, the torment he must have been through. Then yeah. going like, you know, I think it was the day before West Ham and was it? The day before the transfer deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one of the quotes in the August right. from him was um, something along the lines of him saying, yeah, it's very stressful to know you've got three points are a big issue. You're going into the game. If you make mistakes, you've got the, the headache of the mistake itself plus the putting it right yeah. and the pressure of the press and... All those things that go on and having to wait a whole week more often than not in the Premier League to be able to put it right, apart from post-lockdown, obviously, yeah. when we had games thick and fast. Yeah, for the Championship when he was there last year was a lot more, yeah, yeah. Lot more games. And yeah. although it's tiring, it is actually quite a good remedy, isn't it, to be able to play a game three days I, 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 I think he's done remarkably, I think, to be honest, consider everything. I think I'd give him about 8 yeah. 9 out of 10 for the season, probably yeah. given considering he's yeah. everything um, he's achieved. Well, there can be some wisdom to, to the careful what you wish for um, mantra. In our case, I stick my fingers up well, to it. What I, what I found really <laughs> annoying last season was the fact that the same people who were moaning about our, trans, our tactics all season and yeah, how that, negative that we were. That's a problem for me as well. Then kind of moaning about the fact we sacked you. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, we're trying to remedy what you've been moaning about all season. Yeah. And then you moan about that as well. It's like, you can't, you can't be, win. Can't have your cake and eat it yeah. for another cliche. Yeah? <laughs> but no, cliche of the week is definitely be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And sometimes it's true. West well, Ham, Watford. Charlton, <laughs> Watford. It's, it can be true. Let's, let's not uh, make but it But in our case, we, yeah, we yeah. stuck two fingers up at the uh, morons in the press and the media. We what was like, irritated was the lazy, clumsy just tagging on of us in that, yeah. in that grouping when it was clearly a much more methodical thought process. Well, it, even though I was like, yesterday or some comment on the, the I'll be a commentary about um, Brighton just avoiding relegation or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. Of, I thought uh, that was like, well, seven points yeah. for superior goal difference. What, was like, you know, what more do you want? You know, it's like, I was always Bournemouth are winning, but you know Brighton were almost pulled into it or something yeah. like that. It's like we, we never we went to relegation zone all season. There's something about struggling, wasn't there? Yeah. I thought, well, we... we we should have got more points, so yeah. yes, we should have had more, but that would have meant we'd been yeah. even less struggling. Last season we got less points and should have had less hmm. and than that, and this season we got more points and yeah. should have had more. And my last slight rant of the week, Garth Crooks last week. Oh, Garth, was, I love Garth. Was, um, he put Ryan in his team of the week after Southampton and then put something like, he's been a you know, key part of Brighton pulling their way out of the relegation zone. It's like, we we've been not been in a relegation zone all season. <laughs> in fact, we've not been in a relegation zone since that first like three weeks of the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? We've only been in there a couple of weeks in. The yeah, that's the first, time. I think the first two or three weeks when we lost to Leicester and City been and three Watford. Yeah, that, and so since yeah. we first the first month in the Premier League, yeah. we've not been in the bottom three. Even if you go alphabetically, we're all yeah. right <laughs> in kickoff week. Yeah. So you know, yeah. at least well, try and research the crap. It's lazy out. journalism and yeah. immersion stuff about passing out from the back. Yeah. People say, oh, well, you, you know, it's all well and good, it's commendable they do it, but you've got to have ball-playing centre-backs to do that. They're good defenders, but they're not ball-players. I think, well, no, they've specifically been brought in for the exact point that they are. I mean, anything Paul Merson thinks is, frankly, Yeah, otherwise Duffy would be in the team. No, no offence to Duffy, because he's a good player, but he's not as good a ball-player yeah. as the others. 
And we've also got one of the best home matches of the players in the Championship home back in next season as well. Well, isn't he going to Leeds? Oh, I thought he was already a Leeds player. Nailed on. I meant Matt Clark. Or Leo Ostergaard. On that note, I think it's time for to us to finish part two and for me to get a pint of Mark McGee uh, <laughs> in order to be able to cope with the quiz. It's coming up in part three. Stay tuned, folks. Definitely a good time to start kicking at 6.5%. There is Oh, we nice. Welcome back to part three of uh, Brighton Rock Podcast. Cheers. We are now on to our 6.5% beer, <laughs> yes. which you might be able to tell from the pause there and uh, comments. Um, <laughs> it's the middle of the afternoon. Now, this feels like at 3.30 in the afternoon, when we're on our, it's, it's that beer, which sounds like the perfect time to start Russ on the quiz. Yeah, now, why not? Unlike everyone else, this is a different one because I've actually written it rather than Russ. Mm-hmm. But I've tried to go to the same format to make it as fair as possible. That's fair enough. And if, if I'm not happy, I'll just write my own one later. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> so, shall we uh, crack on then? Oh, go on, yeah, go on. You're finally like, getting, getting, having being thrown back at you. What you Taste of my own medicine. The, the shit you've thrown everyone else over the last like, six months. Yeah. So, how many league titles have Newcastle and Sheffield Wednesday both won? That's in each rather than together. And to give you a clue, they are ninth, level ninth in the list of um, titles. Mm. Newcastle and Wednesday. Again, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to have an educated guess of saying two each. Oh, he's shaking his head. No, he's off to a bad start. They're the only two. So I'll, I'll give you one more chance because it is quite tough. They're the only two on that mark, so it wouldn't be. I'll be nice to you and give you one more go. Well, that, by that, it can't be one, so I'm going to say four. Half a point then, yeah. Half a point. You get half a point for that. Ooh. If I get in up on 14 and a half, could you imagine it? Yeah. <laughs> I won't, by the way. What did the first and last games of the 1990 World Cup have in common, um, both of which were in, lost 1 0 by Argentina? Um, 1990 World Cup. In Italy, that one. Only got the first and last games of the World Cup tournament. Yeah. What? They, one of the things in common is they were both lost 1-0 by Argentina, but so I'm not giving you that. So, <laughs> um, was, Were the games decided by a penalty? Uh, not that I'm aware of the first one, though. No, no the second one was. Hmm. Uh... Yeah, one more go. I'll give you one more go. Again, it's quite not an easy one. So I'm, I'm going to think that it's maybe... What what's the 1990 World Cup final famous for? Do you remember anything famous for? Well, apart from Gascoigne's tears and Lineker's pointing at but the, the final then, itself. But in terms of the final, uh, it's the first thing happened that was never happened before, and it happened again as well. Oh dear, what's this? Um, was it a sending off? I think. Ireland. That's not that unusual thing about it, is it? It's like... Well, so it's nothing to do with sending off. No, it is, it is oh, to do with sending off, but again, it's only for half a point now, so you can only equal Robin. <laughs> um, I'm being very nice. Sendings off. So it's something to do with sendings off, 1990. Uh, 
There's some whispering going on in the you, background. Should I just give you the answer? Yeah, I'm not going to uh, One it. team ended with nine men. Cameroon beat Argentina in the first game and ended with oh, nine yeah. men. And then in the final, Argentina, the first player, I think, sent off in the final and they ended up with nine men. Nice. Okay. Good, good statage. Yeah, go, go on, Fee. Go on. <laughs> you started saying it. Come on. Come on. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant. That, that would be. Loved to see that. <laughs> Who was the first one million pound footballer? Uh, Trevor Francis. There we are, one and a half. There we go. Rob, Robin's title is safe, though, sadly. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, who plays. So, this is a slightly tough one, so I'll, I'll, I may try and give you clues. Who plays at Estadio della Sarabica? How do you spell that? C, uh, Estadio, as in stadium in Spanish, yeah, yeah. and then. Della C E R A M I C A, and I, I can give you this. this uh, it's only been called that relatively recently. I can give you the previous name of the town, the uh, the ground, if you want it. Yeah, please. You do come up with obscure European countries, though. So names yeah. that Cheers ground. <laughs> yeah, so I'm. It's a little bit of revenge on that. So I thought I'd try and get, give you a. I think it's called Madrigal, though. The ground previously. Oh, Madrigal. Yes, I do know that name. Madrigal. So it's a Spanish team. It's formerly, yeah, it's formerly called El Madrigal. Yeah. It's a Spanish team. It's one of the big ones. Uh, Madrigal, Madrigal. Right, okay. It's not Real Madrid. It's not Barcelona. It's not Valencia. It's, um, it's not Atletico Madrid. Is it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming for It's pretty good. Fun. Yeah, um, I reckon it's uh, is that Sevilla? Wrong one. Oh no, it's Betis. No, it's Villarreal. Villarreal. Other big team. Oh, I regard oh, the other, no, other, other big yeah. six or whatever sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. So not. Who scored the fastest goal in Premier League history? And it was only recently, as well as like previous season before last, before the season before this one. Premier League history. Um, how many seconds was it, Gina? It was like eight, seven, nine seconds. It was a dreadful mistake. And, That's mental. Yeah, I think the opposing team kicked off and he dispossessed them. <laughs> they didn't even have the kicker. I think they played it backwards and it kind yeah. of, yeah. It was um, quite talked about quite a lot of the time. Ooh. I should know this, but I don't. Like he plays for a team we've played since lockdown and still play well played for them and still plays for them, but didn't play against that didn't play against Albion a week ago. Uh, is it something to do with Southampton? I thought it was, yeah. Um can't remember his name. Uh Yeah, thought it was a sample. Should I come back to that in the uh, tradition? Yeah, of... let's do the in the tradition of giving a, giving me a. Which football league team are nicknamed the Grecians? That's Exeter City. Um, the Hawthorns is the highest ground in the football league. Which League Two club has the lowest ground? <laughs> but it's oh. think there's a logic to it. Think about why you'd be quite low. Where would be quite low based on the central ones being quite high? Okay, yeah, I would have got West Brom as the highest because I didn't know that. Lowest, so we're talking somewhere coastal. League Two club. It's League Two. Um, 
Are they still League Two? Yeah, they're, they're League Two now. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've been. We've played them in the Championship when we were at one point about 15 years, 15, 17 years ago, something like that. In quite a big game as well. Uh, right. Okay. That's a massive game. I'm thinking South. Would I be? Hmm. Or oh, am I? Am I thinking South? Maybe I'm thinking North. <laughs> um. Hold on, Alex. Who? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, are we talking? Is this going to be something like the sort of the east northeast coast somewhere, something like that? I'm not ruling it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Grimsby. Well, Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, I'm well impressed with myself there. So what's that? Is that three and a half or something, isn't it? Or... Yeah, we can check it later. But yeah, I've got yeah. Grimsby, got, um, I've still got the Southampton one pending. I've got Grimsby. Got Exeter, Trevor Francis. Francis. Got the four in the end after a bit of problems. So it's two and a half, but you've got the one left. Um, yeah. Um, so in 2014-15 we finished 20th in the championship obviously mm. we finished the season with two top scorers one in just league and one in all competitions can you name one of them so who was either of them so one was top scorer just with league games and one was top scorer overall can you run that by me again as well just so I've got time to so Hupia Hooden season who yeah. was top scorer either who was top scorer overall or who was top scorer because they were different in just league games ok so one of the two possible answers 2014-15 so, uh, was he there by then? I think he might have been. I'm just thinking of, was it Tom Hammond? Just thinking if it's Tom Hammond. A bit early. Yeah. Um, one of them's still at the club, and the other one isn't, and it was only on loan that season. Uh, hang on, hang on. Could be a Joa. But that wouldn't make sense. Either side of it. Yeah, it's going to be the. Uh, four, hold on, 14, 15. So, who do we have? So, one's at the club. Think about that. One of the two is still at the club. Not necessarily who you think position wise as well. Hmm. Sorry, I think I might put this at a higher level than your ones. I think it's kind of. It's quite hard. Oh, it's tough, yeah. Right, so. Okay, so one of the two. Is still at the club, in not an obvious position, so not a striker. Uh, yeah, he scored a lot of goals in that season and hasn't really scored many since. <laughs> um, but but it's, it's, it's not Murray, so it's somebody else, I think. Maybe defensive. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. It's not Dunk, is it? Yeah, yeah, he did have. He was top scorer one year, yeah. wasn't he? He was top scorer, was and top. then Tessera got the Zaloni. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. Um, Brighton are only undefeated against two teams they faced in three Premier League seasons, in all three Premier League seasons. Name one of them West Ham. Yeah, that's easy. Name the other one? How many, how many other? Two. Two. What's the other one? So undefeated in all three seasons. Yeah. So. West Ham are one. West Ham You've got the point anyway, but yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah. So, missing link. Um, so, game. So, the link is Watford away, Watford away, Man City away, blank, 
Forest home, Wednesday home, Leeds away. <laughs> God, I've got to, have to hear that again. So, yeah, run that by. So, Watford away. Hmm. Watford away. Yeah. City home. Yeah. Blank. Forest home. Wednesday home. Leeds away. Here's the missing link, Watford away. What's, what, do you think the, what do you think the gap is? What do you think the, what do you think the um, link is? Is it something to do with opening games of the season? Yeah, but the Watford away first two were in there. Oh, I see, yeah. we're going backwards. Yeah, sorry, so right, Watford right, away, right, right. away. Okay. City home, so we're looking at the... I think where we're looking at... OK, so we have Watford, Watford, City... And then that's the blank. No, no, oh, the, bl- the blanks blank. in between those two, so it's... When is it then? Think about it. So we're talking about the opening game of the promotion season. Uh, who did we play? God, I can't remember now. Um, was it a home game? got a feeling it's going to be away. We're always away, aren't we, in August? Okay, so... That's, uh, yeah, that's confirmed. Okay, so that's an away game. Apart from City, we've been, we've been away, haven't we? Um... Um, out of interest, did we win the game? Sure, no, no. Oh, was it Newcastle? We lost there. It was like, no, that's easy. Oh, no. It was Derby away. I had Derby, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. No, so, enough. going back to the. Um, do you want to go back quickly to the. Um, Southampton thing, wasn't it? Southampton, yeah. Does his name begin with the letter L? Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, Long. I was thinking, is it Shane Long? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. I was actually thinking of the one of the African guys that had yeah, the letter L in his name. But. I'm mixing, mixing things up. And then finally... Right. Who am I, is it? Yeah, who am I? So again, I think I may, I may have not been enough in the first time, so I'm going to tweak this a little bit. I was born in October 1980 in El, El Masnu in Spain. My youth career included time at Leida and Espanyol, where I made my professional debut. However, most of my appearances were for the B team, and I moved to back theatre in 20, 2003 before spells at Almeria and Valencia. That sounds an awful lot um, like Bruno to me. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yes, get in. <laughs> At least I've got respectability there. So that's five, six, seven... Uh, I'm not bottom, that's good news. About nine and a half, I think, probably. Kind of. About nine and a half? I'm trying to work out which one's a half. Yeah, nine and a half. Yeah. Okay, I'm quite happy with that, really. I think, to be honest, I put it a bit hard, because it's quite hard to match it to... Whereas you're doing it each time, it's quite hard to match it to your... Yeah, that's uh, true. So what you're uh, thinking is you should upgrade me by about five points. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, fair enough. No, no, it's good, that's good. That'll overtake me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, there we go. So that's the quiz. Um, that was a top on Peter. The evil man. It's revenge for all the people you've put through the quiz. <laughs> oh, they're all laughing now, aren't they? Oh, dear. So, there we go. So, I'm on nine and a half, which is off bottom. I'm happy with that. 
Cheers. I've avoided the worst humiliation. You've been Cheers. through the quiz. I have done, I've done it. You've not come bottom of your own quiz. <laughs> so uh, that's a, a wrap-up for, well, for this season. We'll still be doing stuff through the, yep. the close season, but uh, a wrap-up for the 2019-20 longest season ever. Yeah, that's it. 350 days, nearly an entire year. Ridiculous. 56 podcasts, is it, or something? Something like that, yeah. We really started halfway through the season. Yeah. <laughs> We're relentless, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> relentless family. We're trying to provide you, the audience, with all everything you need during lockdown. And, and loads of stuff you didn't need or want as yeah. well. <laughs> um, in the meantime, if you want to continue to throw in your votes for Player of the Season, please do. It's brightonrockpodcast at gmail.com. And just to clarify, anyone sending in those votes for me, it's very flattering, but <laughs> we can't accept them because I haven't actually played yet. I will be playing it next season, obviously. But Even though you've got very silky skills. Yeah, yeah. I've got silky skills. <laughs> I've got the, the speed of Lancy, the, the, the quality in the air of Dunk and the... And, and the, the shot of, of the shot of Malpay. And the looks of Duffy after the fourteenth of April. That's why that's why I went for podcast <laughs> rather than TV. We've we've said it before, we'll say it again. Faces for radio, voices, voices for silence. cinema. <laughs> yeah, so if you do want to contact us. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Yes, thank you. Please continue to do this mad thing of listening to us, if you don't mind. Even if you've got less time, I mean, it's slightly less lockdown. Absolutely. Just carry on. You know you want to. It's like even one of those sordid minutes, addictions. Even if you listen for two minutes, we get one more listen on the contact. <laughs> As we said, if you do have votes for Player of the Season, please send them in. It's brightonrockpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at Brighton Rock Pod. In the meantime, Peter, stand or fall? Up the Albion. Cheers. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.